the art and science of hacking our environment or modulating it to support our body is what biohacking is. Did you also know that this is a key element to becoming a radiant human through supporting our bodies to be as pure as possible? This is where deep eating radiance comes from an inside out approach to reduce inflammation, oxidative stress, and allow you to have powerful energy and the best sleep ever. Check out my top biohacking picks from supplements to EMF protective clothing, to water purification, air purification, blue light blocking glasses, detox options, and much, much more. Head on over to theschoolofradiance.com and check out my biohacking page. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm thrilled to have you joining me here today because we are likely on the same mission together of becoming our most vibrant, radiant, and beautiful humans from the inside out by incorporating very specific body, mind, spirit, energy practices in order to actually bring forth a higher level of radiance and beauty. In today's episode, I wanted to focus on how to pick the right sunscreen for you. And when I'm working with my clients one-on-one, which I absolutely love doing, I love one-on-one work with my clients. I know a lot of online entrepreneurs, they're wanting to get away from this one-on-one model and more one-to-many model. But I'll be the first to tell you, that actually having human connections is really what makes my world go around and what makes my work also enjoyable. And I love learning from each and every one of you through my one-on-one sessions, what's working for you, what might not be working for you, because that usually will actually have an impact and allow me to talk about something and share something that's important or relevant to you that's probably gonna be important and relevant to others as well. So when I'm working with my one-on-one clients, I honestly say, I think that picking the right sunscreen is probably the one thing in my experience that requires a couple of tries, if you will because there are different types of mineral sunscreens on the market. And in fact, I work with about five or six different sunscreens and I have to work with this many types of sunscreens in order to meet my clients' needs, desires, goals, and budget. So when it comes to sunscreens, there are a couple of different things that we should consider. For example, are you wanting a moisturizer that's also a tinted sunscreen or a moisturizer that's a non-tinted sunscreen, or if you're wanting a more dewy finish, or if you're wanting a more matte finish, or if you're wanting a more primer, makeup, ready type of finish. It's actually quite fascinating. By working with my clients one-on-one, I get to hear specific specific feedback and things that are really important to my clients. 
So as you could tell, there are a lot of different sunscreen options to choose from. So if you're currently on a sunscreen and you're maybe wanting a more dewy finish or a more matte finish moving into the spring summer and you're already a client of mine, please email me info at rachelvarga.ca. Let me know what your preferences are and I will be more than happy to select a sunscreen for you. There's also a really cool sunscreen that I work with and this sunscreen actually has the tint encapsulated, so it can be a little bit deceiving when you open it up. And actually, uh, Lainey just emailed me and she said, what, this sunscreen, it's not tinted. And I thought it was tinted. It is tinted. All you need to do is actually put that sunscreen in your palms and actually activate it. So the tint is encapsulated. And this isn't a specific formulation that I work with. It's actually, um, a UK brand and UK, as you heard me talk about in a previous episode, they actually ban, what is it about 13 to 1500? Yeah, the UK bans 1300 ingredients in skincare. Canada bans 500 and FDA only bans 11. Oh, wow. Wow. I would be so interested to compare the uh, UK, Canada and the US in regards to hormonal irregularities, um, cancer, autoimmune, cardiovascular, immune, amongst the different countries, simply because of that, simply because the countries themselves have such different perspectives on what to actually allow from a safety perspective their population to be exposed to. And to be totally honest with you, as you know, I'm a huge nerd when it comes to statistics, to data and the collection and distribution, what's available publicly, what's not available publicly, and you actually have to email to get a response. As per Stats Canada, you can actually go on the Stats Canada website. They were supposed to uh, publish the 2020 mortality rates by type in November of 2021 and so the the data wasn't published in November 2021 as I said it would be on the on the website and so I emailed them and I said where's the data it's always published in November and in fact it says on the website it's going to be published at this time and because it takes about 11 months to tabulate the data and it didn't get published until like February 23rd. I'm pretty sure I mentioned this in a previous episode here on the show, but there was a delay in providing data to Canadians. And actually there was a really interest, once it was released, I dug into it and then I actually emailed them and asked them another question because I noticed in this one specific category from the, the many years before from like 2015 to 2019, everything was kind of stable in this one category of um, deaths actually by an unknown cause. And then in 2020, that number doubled. So I thought that was really interesting. It was what's going on here? What's going on with the population? And so I emailed them back for clarification as to what that subsection was that doubled. This was a really, uh, when you look at data, you're looking for sometimes things that are, are maybe not as they should, or they're called signals. And then you have to dig a little bit deeper as to what the signal might be. 
And so from email communication I had back from Stats Canada, they said that this was basically deaths from an unknown cause or not yet diagnosed. So say for example, someone had something and they were waiting to see a specialist for a diagnosis of what they had and they died before that diagnosis was made, that's also in that category. I would also go so far as to speculate that things like autoimmune would also be lumped into that category too because I can't find uh, any section for autoimmune mortalities by type in the Stats Canada uh, data set. So I definitely suspect, now this isn't medical information, this is educational information only, you can actually go to the Statistics Canada website yourself and look this up for yourself and look at past data and the most current data, which is 2020. But it does appear that there is an increase in autoimmune stuff happening, which is a shame. So it's really up to you to actually care about this stuff. And if you're in Canada or the US, like most of you listening here are in the US, this is really something for you to care about with every single product that you're buying, that you're using, that you're consuming, that you're using in and around your home. And just know that the safeguards aren't quite as high for us in North America as they are for our friends in the UK, which is unfortunate, but, and you can't, like, when you know this stuff, you can't unknow it. And that's why I do what I can to work with European and UK brands as often as I can. So getting back to this one sunscreen, it's really interesting how it's been formulated because out of the bottle, like Lainey said, it doesn't appear tinted. And then when you actually simply rub your palms together, the encapsulated tint then starts to develop and become visible. And sometimes there are nuances to different products, especially with this one particular line that I work with that is very clean. It's There's also another line that I work with that's even cleaner. And so I'm always looking for like the most clean products that are still going to deliver performance and also what the mature skin needs. Because most of my clients are, you know, they're wanting to manage signs of aging, right? Hyperpigmentation, sunspots, age spots, photo damage, loss of elastin collagen, large pores, acne, aging to the neck, aging to the chest, the hands, the arms. We want our products to be clean. We also want them to be performing well. That's why it's really helpful to work with someone like myself who actually cares about this stuff. And in my conversation recently with one of my skincare reps, this is someone who's meeting with practitioners, aesthetic nurses, aesthetic doctors, plastic surgeons from the whole province that I live in, which is BC. And she says that people aren't asking the questions that I'm asking. And I just wanted to point that out to you to kind of give you a sense of just how unusual it is to actually have an aesthetic provider also have an understanding of holistic health, uh, the importance of safeguarding ourselves from toxins, the toxic bucket or toxic load theory. I'm really thrilled that someone like Jennifer, who I'm really looking forward to our four hour practice consulting session next week. So I'm gonna be teaching her how to work with the best technologies in her clinic 
and what to buy, what to offer, and what to stay away from and give insights so that she can serve those highly discerning clients that like you listening here that are working with me one-on-one and tuning into the show because it's very difficult. I'm going to lump myself in here with you too because sometimes I'm the client and I'm not always the clinician. And it's really challenging in the plastic surgery and aesthetics industry uh, that there isn't really an understanding or even an importance placed. There isn't really enough importance placed on making sure we're offering the population the cleanest products available and to make sure that they are in each individual client's, your specific values, budget, lifestyle, and to address your goals. So there's lots to consider when picking a skincare protocol for my clients at home and also the nuances of selecting a retinol. So if you have any questions about your sunscreen and maybe you want to switch up and have a different formulation on hand, I also have some incredible body sunscreens. Even if you're not a one-on-one client of mine, feel free to email me info at rachelvarga.ca and I'll give you a couple pointers, but I won't be able to create a customized routine for you. I'm not into the whole skin quiz thing because still that's looking at things in a cookie cutter approach and all of my clients have individual specific needs an individual mixture of different products to address their specific needs. And also as we move through changes of season, the skin also has different needs because it goes through shifts, right? The humidity in the air is different. We're maybe inside a little bit more, maybe outside a little bit more, getting more exposure to the elements. And we're wanting to maybe, especially for spring, summer, prevent things like accelerated photo damage on the face, neck, chest, hands, and arms and legs. Skin cancer is very real. And unfortunately, one of my best friends, Sandy, who I cannot wait to see today, we're going to have a little, a little girl's night sleepover and do some chemical peels at home. Definitely a perk of being, <laughs> of being a friend of mine, a personal friend of mine. If you know, you know. And I'm really looking forward to getting some girl time and doing an at-home peel with the three of us. It'll be really fun. But unfortunately, Sandy, you know, we're kind of there for her right now because one of her one of her longtime family friends recently passed away. And she actually had a skin cancer that metastasized into another type of cancer. So just goes to show you, looking after your skin is not just skin deep. It really is actually whole body deep. We have to take care of our skin and not look at caring for our skin, which is the largest organ of your body. Not just looking at it as something superficial, but actually being the largest organ of your body. So if you have any qualms or difficulties performing self-care and maybe even spending a little bit of extra time and money with someone like myself to make sure you're using the right products that are in alignment with your specific budget, lifestyle, and goals, it's worth it. Because caring for the skin and not having things like skin cancer pop up to potentially metastasize to other things is actually for your health. But also as we age, sometimes we get these really annoying precancerous lesions that require visiting a doctor every couple of months to have different lesions burned off with liquid nitrogen or biopsied. And it's just a nuisance because then you're left with a mark for 
anywhere from one to three months, depending on if it was uh, liquid nitrogen or surgically removed and then biopsied. So care for your skin. Let me know if you have any questions around sunscreens. I have a number of wonderful options for not only the face, but also the body and the lips. Don't forget to apply your sunscreen to your lips. And I have an amazing lip sunscreen that I'm obsessed with. I always take into the bush with me when I'm four by fouring. It is always in my quote unquote go bag, if you will. Have an amazing rest of your day, everybody. Use promo code podcast15 to book your one-on-one session with me. And don't forget, springskincamp.com is also happening now. So join the fun, enjoy the community, and have an amazing day.